You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Well, welcome back to Baxter Bird Studios in uh, downtown Batuta. We've got a special guest today. He's one of Queensland's favourite sons. He's a, he's a media identity. He's just coming back from, from the deep north where he's been visiting his folks before he starts a, a new gig next week. The Cairns Taipan, Peter Stefanovic, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming up. <laughs> the Cairns Taipan. You know, we used to go and watch the Cairns Taipans play the basketball team. Cairns Regularly. Taipans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had a, they had a, they had a the basketball Crocs. team up there. The Townsville Crocs. Mm. Even the, the soccer, soccer team up there was the Cairns Taipans. <laughs> the <Yeah>. Taipans. <laughs> Never saw a Taipan, though. A real Taipan. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think there's two types of Taipan, aren't they? Because there's a coastal one that's up there in the Gulf, and then there's an inland Taipan, the fierce snake, which is, I think, the world's third deadliest After snake. the eastern brown? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it might be before the eastern brown. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's... it's you, just, you'll have to fact check me on that. Well, it's just great up there. I mean, we've got all the killers. We've got the crocs up there. You've mm-hmm. got the eastern browns up there, the cassowaries up there. Mm-hmm. You've got the catters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the catters. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, how are things up north this time of the year? Lovely. Mm-hmm. It's great to be there now. Mm-hmm. I always struggled there in the summertime because yeah. it's 400 degrees. and uh, Singaporean. Know, back in school, we didn't yeah. have air conditioning in those days. So you had the... Um, you had the the thick layer of sweat that stuck between your school shirt and the yeah. and the seat. Oh yeah, yeah it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't much learning going on then. But so right now it's uh, it's what twenty two, twenty three degrees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. So I spent a bit of time down Yorkie's Knob where my mum lives and um, had a good relax for about three days before I got bored. Is there a bit of a homecoming <laughs> for you up there? I didn't get bored for the people listening up there. <laughs> Not really. Uh, well, yeah, it is actually because uh, I get to see. My mum uh, and uh, all my family, my cousins and aunties and uncles, and so, so that's nice. A bit like um, Wayne Gardner, you know, rocking up at Wollongong. Is it that kind of reception when the when the Stephanie Stephan- well, no, boys like, come home? No, not like a um, an open bus parade through the main <laughs> streets of Cairns. No, I didn't quite have that. No, I kind of kept it low key. I just uh, I like hanging around Yorkies because there's um, there's a yacht club there and little golf club and. Um, Everything that's needed. Port Douglas, good to go up there for lunch. Yeah, a few great oh, northerns. Yeah. yeah, I love a great northern. The beer from up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, how good is it? <laughs> the, the greatest gift that Christopher Gase ever gave this country was Port Douglas, mm. and all that the Commonwealth did was try to take him down for it. <laughs> <laughs> and the people who hack on Port Douglas haven't been there. Yeah. Exactly. What a great job. Don't knock it till you try it. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's the best palm trees in, in Australia. I right? love a palm tree too. <laughs> <laughs> Just get me going on palm trees. It's one of those things. Yeah. Were you, uh, your, your family are North Queenslanders or was that just like where you guys were born? Yeah, we just kind of drifted there. So yeah. my so mum's parents um, kind of drifted there. They lived at they lived at Whale Beach. Uh, funnily enough, they had a, uh, had a house there on Whale Beach, one of the biggest there. Yeah. And they sold it in the 60s for about 50 grand. Yeah. <laughs> it's still there. Just missed the bird. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's worth about eight million now. But uh, yeah, so they, um, my grandfather was a captain of ships and used to sail them through the Torres Strait and whatnot. So they all kind of gravitated up there and um, had their kids, and, and and we all just kind of ended up there as well. It was a great, great joint to to have an upbringing. Really, yeah. yeah it's so free. We had such a free childhood. It was awesome. Barefoot at school. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, loved it all. Yeah, yeah you get the bindies out. We'd, you'd get immune to bindies after a while. Yeah, yeah. Don't even yeah. feel them. Become so hard. Well leathered heels. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Now, the, there's a big Slavic community in, in North Queensland. Were you kind of part of that post-war wave or I was, was that a separate? I, I was more um, with the with the Italians. Yeah. I used to hang out with them a little bit mm-hmm. more. I used to get teased a lot when I was playing for the for the local Italian football teams. They used to call mm. me the bomb chucker. Uh, <laughs> just, just trading on my Slavic roots, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. The Bosnian War was that. just having – was just going off at about that time. Yeah, the uh, – Early '90s and whatnot, but um, but yeah, I used to I used to love hanging out with the Italians. I still do. I still kind of feel like I'm a bit of an honorary Italian yeah. because of you know why wouldn't you be? Yeah, it'd be a little bit weird if you weren't comfortable. No, that's right. Yeah, I mean they got the food, they got <laughs> yeah drinks and and, yeah, the, yeah. and the football. I love it. So, what was the migration path? Was that your not your old man grandfather? Yeah. So, um, are we going back? Back. My grand yeah. grandfather on my dad's side. He's Serbian. Yep. Uh, he came from Belgrade, born in Belgrade, mm-hmm. and then uh, he left Belgrade to have my dad with um, dad's mum, obviously in Germany. Mm-hmm. So he was born in Germany. So I've got quite a European mix in there. And then they sail on a boat out here um, in the late forties, early fifties. They right. came out here, and um, and that's his side. And then mum's side came from up up north. And where did the um, journalism come from with you guys? That's Well, Dad used to do a radio show in Cairns. He was a financial planner and he used to sort of crunch the numbers on air and he's, he was quite a charismatic guy, you know, still the is. The barefoot... Uh the investor, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he, so he, North Queenslander. the barefoot North Queenslander. I think that's the, where the barefoot Taipan. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where Carl originally got the bug mm-hmm. through Dad. Bit more of an anchor man. Bit more of a yeah, yeah. Bit more of bit more of a host. Oh, you've done your time on air, like on the desk as well. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Mm. But so Carl, so I think Carl got the bug there, mm-hmm. and then I didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. I was, I wanted to be a jockey. Was the first job that. First profession I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but then I got over four and a half feet, and um, <laughs> and uh, and then I thought, what else am I good at? And Carl just goes, why don't you come to work with me for a day? Yeah, see if you like it or not. Because at that point he was working at Wind TV in Cairns. Yeah, right. And I went there and I thought it was great, so I stuck with it. And English was the only subject I was good at at school, yeah. other than sport. And then later on, you you brought Tom. Tommy, yeah, my little brother Tommy. He he was um, in a little bit of the same boat. <laughs> But he was more kind behind the camera. Thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> more behind the camera. Uh, and he's left now, though. He's, in, he's growing almonds. Almond oh, right. farmer down in Griffith. Yeah, he's doing a great job there. In Griffith. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a good joint, Griffith. Milk and almonds, yeah. That, that's right, yeah. The, the Italians. Again, again, the Italians. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just sort of, I, I gravitate towards them. <laughs> so uh, you had one in the field. You had one. Yeah. On screen, and you had one behind the camera. Yeah, was that kind of you had the triple threat? You went to Channel Nine with that and said you get all three. No, for well, one? also there's my sister who at the oh. time was cutting hair and doing makeup and oh, uh, right. wigs for for um, stage shows and whatnot. Okay. So we could have gone with the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, take us as a pack. <laughs> well, as we've reported on this before, the modern day dadas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and and I ended up in Sydney a long a long time after that, but um, but that's how it all started. Hmm. Now, can you tell us a little bit about getting the, the foreign uh, correspondent work. Yeah. How'd you roll into that? So I, I'd done a bit of time at Win TV in Rockhampton for about mm-hmm. 18 months, and then I went to Win TV in Canberra for about 18 months, and then I drifted over to Sydney and um, worked as a producer there for a little while and started doing some work for a Current Affair, and I got in a touch with um, Rob Penfold, yeah, um, the elegant veteran himself, uh, and I said, what do I have to do to get to, to become a correspondent? Because that's that sounds like a great job, mm. you know, traveling the world and 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 seeing all the great stories and um, 
and 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 seeing all this history unfold and and he basically said just sit tight just work hard and and wait for something to pop up and i think probably within about a year um a vacancy popped up so i just went for it with great gusto and enthusiasm and ran the ball up yeah and sure enough uh yeah that was that was about 26 years old at the time so i was pretty young for a correspondent at that point and i was by myself but um just loved it it was the start of a of a really great time in my life so where was your first overseas posting it was LA, yeah. yeah. So we're based out of LA, and on your um, own. I was there by myself, yeah. But um, you make friends quickly, you know. It's yeah. not that hard, especially there when you're Australian. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of friends I knew who knew there already, anyway. So we sort of we ended up renting out this big party house in the in the Hollywood Hills. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you're underplaying it a bit, but yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They were yeah. all there well, for I'd, pilot season. Unfo- yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, I had to go and work all the time, so yeah. I was never there. <laughs> and what 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 year would have that been? So that was 2008. Okay. That's when I started right at the start, just after Heath Ledger passed away, actually. All right. Um, so just as the recession started. Yeah. Yeah. Barack Obama, the, the, the Hurricane Obama, he started sweeping through at about that point. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, uh, Arnie. Was Arnie in? Yeah, he was the governor. Yeah. He was the governor, yeah. So the governator. The governator. I believe his title was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, gee, he's, he, I used to go to a couple of things, um, conferences where he was there, though. He's a charismatic guy, Arnie yeah. is. Yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, it was a big political year, that one, yeah. I mean, no one really expected it to end up the way it did um, with Barack Obama knocking off Hillary Clinton and, and getting, first of all, that, that Democratic nomination and then yeah. going on to win the, the big... The big game itself. The big dance, yeah. Can, yeah. Can we just ask, I mean, as someone who was on the ground there, every single uh, election we've seen in the last three or so years, uh, now with the 24-hour news cycle, it, it's a lot more hysterical when we talk about predictions and then, mm. of course, the polls are wrong and we yeah. it's a different result. ScoMo was an example of that. Mm. He painted it blue. Trump painted it red. Brexit, all that kind of stuff. Was that happening? Boots on the ground in America. Was Did Obama come as a similar shock? Well... It- not as much. Not as much, no. I think the polls were a bit more accurate back then. Yeah. Someone from the Democrats were going to win that election because on the other on the other side, you were coming out of George W. Bush, who, you know, the Republicans were very unpopular at that point. Yeah. It would have taken a miracle for John McCain to yeah. have won that. And I think he would have been a good a good president, but yeah. it wasn't to be. I mean, Sarah Palin came in and sort of yeah, <laughs> let the join the... up a little bit. So that was a that was a pretty good sideshow. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was and that was, in many ways, that was the best part, was the Obama versus Clinton yeah. race for the Democratic nomination. He was just so good at mm. speaking publicly. You know, he had the mm. silver tongue and mm. he was he was just so smooth. And, and he, could everybody, code, he could code between communities as well. He could, yeah. You, it, you get a different Obama depending what crowd he was in front of. Yeah, and everyone just got caught up in it. Mm. And it was just great to see. You know, you know he, I used to go to a couple of his, his stump speeches and, uh, you know, everyone just loved him. And I guess he wasn't a Bush or a Clinton, you know. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, It It wasn't a dynasty. There was no dynasty. An alternative vote. Yeah, and you remember, I think this was after he won the Democratic nomination, so he was heading towards the general election. And they ended up doing this world tour. And one of the speeches he gave in Germany, when there was hundreds of thousands of people who were there to see him, and it's like, this guy's got it in the bag. Yeah. He's already presidential. Yeah. Yeah. He released that book as well at the same time. Yeah, he's done a couple. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nailed the family tree. Yeah, but would you call him a populist in hindsight? Would I mean Trump is a populist? We've got populist politicians here, or or do you reckon he was just a a showman? Uh, he had a bit of everything. Yeah, Uh, I think when you look back on his presidency, though. 
depending on who you ask, was it successful? Yeah. Most people do think it was a success, but I think his foreign policy was was no good. Yeah. I think he he didn't he didn't do a very good job there at all. It was sort of underscored by the whole red line and Syria yeah. business, uh, mm. which I'm I'm sure he he would think that that was a mistake. But mm. um, well, he had change. His his whole campaign was about hope and change, and, and everyone ate it up. Yeah, and it was it was really great to see. Mm. In the sense of a spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. He ran an well, opposition campaign. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah. That's, a, and that's it's what in- Shorten didn't do this year. And it's interesting, though, because I went last year or the no, the, the year that uh, years are getting ahead of me now, when, when Donald Trump won it, I went to see a couple of his speeches. It was so much the opposite of what Obama was doing, but just as entertaining. Yeah. yeah. And it was just impossible. You just look at him thinking, I think he's going to win it. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, on it, that, um, on election night he, he was like a vote for me means all your dreams will come true <laughs> <laughs> and there's people going woo yeah yeah like yeah! Like, like impossible promises yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it yeah. was crazy like his supporters were so crazy when you'd go to you'd go and watch some of his speeches and at that point he was turning the media against everybody and there was there was a it was almost kind of scary in a way too because people would come up right up to your face and start pointing at you and calling you the fake media and all that kind of yeah. business. Where are you from? Australia. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere not here. Yeah, but they'd get so cranky oh. and he was successful in in driving a wedge between between the media and, yeah. and himself and his supporters, that's for sure. Now, where was your first kind of um, war zone? America wasn't exactly that. I mean, it would have been interesting, but you've done the yeah. hiding behind car doors thing. Yeah, that live was the camera. Yeah, that was in Ukraine. That one first one would have been, I think, probably the Arab Spring. It's and that was civil war back then. So that was 2011. Egypt wasn't necessarily a war zone, but it was hot. Yeah, you know there was there was a whole lot going on with um, Hosni Mubarak, who'd been the dictator there for 30 odd years, and mm. all of a sudden people thought that there was this wave of change coming across and uh, and they could be a democracy as well. Yeah. They'd seen it happen in Tunisia and that dictator left within about 17 or 18 days. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a quick turnaround. Because that's where it started in yeah. Tunisia, moved to Libya. Yeah, it was a young fruit Egypt, seller yeah. who, who was tired of being pushed around by the government and he, really? and, he, and he lit himself on fire in front of the government. Yeah, and so that's... That's what kicked it off. That's what kicked it off. That's wow. what kicked off the Arab Spring. And so this wave of hope kind of engulfed the Middle East. So it went from Tunisia to Egypt to, Li- to Libya yeah. and then to Yemen, to Syria, in, in Bahrain as well. Some yeah. other fires were put out pretty quickly by yeah. by certain regimes. But Egypt, I mean, they were successful in the end. Yeah. I mean, I can remember it. it was, and that, was, that wasn't a hesitant, reluctant thing that just was following trend. I remember being in a taxi when there was a guy that the Egyptian boxing gloves on the rearview mirror. I said, geez. Wouldn't want to be there right now. Yeah. And he goes, I would love to be there. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. As a journalist, it was great to be there too. I remember I wasn't, I was, it's the first time I was struck by a missile. Um, was right. We were in Tahrir Square and the rival sets of supporters were really starting to go at each other. So you had the, the pro-regime supporters who, many of whom, could have been paid by the government to be there and you had the sort of the pro-democracy supporters the young kids who who kind of wanted more of a of a western culture in cairo and all of a sudden it just kicked off and rocks were being thrown people were ripping up the pavement and throwing 
Um, mm. they had bits of cement and concrete towards the other side and I got nailed on the shoulder at one point by oh, this right. rock that went flying <laughs> through the air. And so we just, me and my cameraman, Jimmy, we sort of skedaddled pretty quickly. But I don't know if you remember, at that point, the, <laughs> some of the Egyptians were wearing like um, bread rolls that were taped to their heads and used oh, as, yeah. as, as yeah. helmets to protect them against these rocks <laughs> that were flying through the air. <laughs> you know, <roll. laughs> yeah, they had these bread rolls taped to their heads. It was like ingenious. <laughs> so how do these things work as a journalist from a major TV network? Do you go to like the director of news at nine and say, I'd like to go to Egypt? And, and then he'd go, hmm. Uh, it, it was usually a pretty easy decision. Yeah. Because I'd be based in London and then you'd see something kick off and it was like, we got to go to this. Yeah. But you'd, I'd always call the boss and oh, say, yeah, hey, but- you know, what do you think about this? And he's like, yep, sounds good. So then you just jump on a flight and go. But you usually beat them to that? Like they're, they're not. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. They're not going, get on a plane, we no, need you. No, no, yeah, <laughs> usually. There was only one time when I was woken up was um, was when the Costa Concordia sunk off oh, Italy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was about th- three or four in the morning and I got a call from the foreign editor at the time who said, um, there's a flight that's booked in three hours from Heathrow. you got to get on it. What's happening? Uh, a, a ship has run aground just off the coast of, of Italy and uh, there could be Australians on board, so we yeah. want you to go and check it out. See, that was kind of masked in, in, like, I guess it became a bit tabloidy over here because, you know, maybe he was rooting someone yeah. while it was happening. But a lot of people died on that boat. Um, yeah, I mean, I, my, my memory sort of has, has gone a bit hazy, but I know that I feel like there was more than a dozen people who got trapped underneath. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I just have to check that one. Yeah. I mean, that, when was that? 2012. Yeah. 2013, I think that was. So Costa Concordia, right. So there was 32 32- Passengers and crew, and one member of the salvage crew died. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jesus. yeah, because they were trapped underneath it. But yeah. uh, I mean, he he came in for a lot of stick. Is, isn't it the, the captain's yeah. responsibility yeah. to be he the got, last one left? Yeah, right. Yeah. He got the fucking book thrown. Right. Him, didn't he? <laughs> but he just he just jumped off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, this thing's going down. Oh, I'm out of here. There was so much. They reckon you know there was one. There's the rumor that he was rooting around and like you know. <laughs> That that is what the, why the boat crashed. But there was another one that he was showing off to his yeah, mates. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and he'd and he'd, <laughs> yeah. he'd go past this island and he'd hit the horn. You know, it was just it was almost doing the the flyby yeah. from Top Gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he ended up he ended up you know he ended up getting himself into a lot of trouble as as he de- deserved to. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what was his name. I can't remember his name. Uh, it doesn't matter. What were you? Um, so when did you like, <laughs> put your find spot it. there? Yeah. <laughs> You're in all of these different countries around the world, all for all these yeah. historical moments, and probably even before you left, your brother was on Today Show. Yep, yeah, he was hosting Today. He spent a bit of time in that job as a correspondent. No, or on Today Show. On Today Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was, he was there for fourteen or fifteen years. I think yeah. it might even be the second most after yeah. Steve Liebman in yeah. in Australian history for breakfast TV. What's I, the I age know difference? What done. What's the age difference between you guys? Seven years. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was trying so to- he was a correspondent. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people sort of forget that, but he was there for about a year, a year and a half. I think he always wanted to be there for a little bit longer. Yeah, but the job came up and he had and- to go. So I think I think he always looked on at the places where I was with some kind of envy. But um, yeah, I mean, he still got out there a fair bit. But but yeah, it's all, always what he wanted to do was be a correspondent. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah. came in directly after the big man went. Uh, Reagan. No, oh. Kerry. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're on some wavelengths there. <laughs> I, think that was the big, I was thinking the big story that he did at that time was Ronald Reagan dying. How old's your brother? <laughs> yeah, Kerry, Kerry died, I want to say, in 2005. Yeah, that's yeah. what I reckon. Yeah, yeah, I think he was in 2005. And um, I'm not sure that what was they had the to do time. with each other. Yeah, yeah. D- didn't have to worry about the internet. He, yeah. I, I don't think he would have managed the internet too well, Kerry. <laughs> Social media, You're like, no, it's a fad, you stupid <laughs> bastard. I think you know what? I actually just read a book about Kerry, and uh, I think he was very skeptical of the internet. Yeah, he wasn't sure whether it was going to take off. Yeah. Or it was not. a phase. So, yeah, it was a phase. Whereas, <laughs> whereas your new boss, Rupert, actually was on it. Yeah, right. Yeah. He was he was on Twitter at like eighty. Yeah, well, four, four. well ja- I think ja- he well, bought- James Packer was actually quick to sort of get behind yeah. mm-hmm. um, businesses that had a strong internet influence. Yeah, but yeah, Rupert would have been. Yeah, well, yeah. he um he he bought he bought MySpace for three hundred million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> what's the story behind that? Wasn't, so, that, a, wasn't that a bit of a flop? <laughs> yeah, remember right. my, I had a MySpace so, account. I, I think um, <laughs> play your own songs. <laughs> yeah. So I think I had a stroke song as my like <laughs> as, as my song oh, that, that when people went onto my page. Yeah, you only live once, Yolo. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think, say um, he bought it off Justin Timberlake or something yeah, like that. Right? I'd urge our listeners to do their own research, but I'd yeah. say a consortium of investors bought it off. Tom, yeah, that guy, the OG guy, yeah, who who, I think that consortium was led by Mm. probably Justin Timberlake, Mm. and then he on sold that to News Corp for three hundred million dollars, and Tom got about that too. Yeah, Tom's laughing. He hasn't been heard of since. No, why why we? He's done the perfect thing. Like he's like. Fuck this. No one knows his last oh, yeah. name. It, just, no, it's just Anderson. Tom. He probably bought Barbados and just lives <laughs> yeah. there now. Yeah. And then Rupert just got in the cockpit and flew that thing into a mountain. Yeah. But you <laughs> know, but where is MySpace these days? I think, you know it's what? It's still think, going. There's, is it? I think there's 64,000 people in Australia who use it every day still. Really? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if my page is still there. Go yeah. <laughs> check that. Okay. Well, yeah, see. I can't remember what my title was. Yeah. Oh, but that was Big when Petey, uh, Facebook came. <laughs> Pedro. Big, <laughs> Big Pedro. Vote for Pedro. That I was about that era. I remember my mate, a mate of mine said at the time when, when we were on MySpace, he goes, have, let's have a look at this Facebook thing. Should we give it a go? Let's get on this Facebook yeah. thing. That was about 2007. And Facebook felt like LinkedIn the first time. You yeah, were right. What's it was this? pretty basic. Pretty sterile yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Where's all the colors? Where's all yeah. the photos of Tupac and yeah. shit? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> And then, and then there we go. I think MySpace actually um, did all right because every band and every band had a MySpace page, mm. uploaded their music. Yeah. And there was a lot of, like, yeah, I guess. The, I think the first big band to, to come out of that era was the Arctic Monkeys. Mm. Yeah. And Lily Allen too. Yeah, she yeah. ended up making a career out but of they, all of that. Yeah. They got to wheel on the rights of the music that was put up mm. if, uh, if it was like an unsigned band. Yes. So it was kind of, I think they might have done, I think might have something, Pandora might have come out of that. Yeah. You know. And um, what was the other one? The Napster. That was before it, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. That was a bit yeah. before it. That's why. Yeah. And that Napster is the reason why people don't pay for newspapers, you know, the millennials anymore. They just can't Stop understand it, paying yeah. $2 for a newspaper. Yeah. It's like, I never paid for an Eminem yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I've never paid for news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's I, think, on the I think it's starting to turn, though, don't yeah. you think, at the, yeah. now, which is, which is a good thing. Post-Trump, yeah, post-Trump think, yeah. people rushed for, like, yeah. a proper subscription, yeah. I think. It's particularly yeah. in the States. I think if... You you want 
quality journalism, then you mm. have to pay for it. Where if you want <laughs> some sort of news that's come either from us or from news the Daily or, Mail, you're talking or, about. Yeah, yeah, it's. I don't think you should have to pay for mm. news that's of our quality. Well, you want to. I you think want you should moment. pay for your quality. It's fantastic. <laughs> Subscription, yeah. Well, you can buy a hat then. <laughs> <laughs> buy some beer. Yeah. Now the um. It's the, a beer wall. The free yeah. websites are the ones with like crosshairs as the logos. Right. You know yeah. I mean? <laughs> the real stuff. You know, the ones that are talking about like Hillary, you know, as actually dying in that 2016. You know, they said yeah. she was dying and they weren't telling anyone. Yeah, and it's like, look at her glasses. They're tinted blue because she's yeah. got epilepsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the cameras don't set her off. I remember when you guys you guys wrote an article a long time ago about me and my brother having a um, having a big Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you yeah we, did, we did do that one. We had that some sources not, in the extended family. That was when we first ago. became aware of the Batuta Advocate. <laughs> yeah. well, I was I like, think, what is this? We've been on a bender at Mum's place. <laughs> the first people that we ever interviewed on camera was Carl and Barry Cassidy. Yeah. When we were just like, well, how about we go down to Canberra it was for the lib spill. The lib spill Abbott survived. And then we just asked Carl and he he was like, get ready, I'll be over in 15 minutes. Yeah, he's in a live crowd, yeah. And then at the end it goes, it goes, and we're out. And then, and then he just goes, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Took the mic off, off and ran off. Goes, <laughs> Gentlemen. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> well, it's good. And, you know, Queenslanders recognise Queenslanders look yeah. after each other, so it was mm. good. Got us some good, um, gave us some good sound bites. <laughs> Now, tell us, you, you guys didn't grow up with a TV. That's like the circulated kind of urban myth about yeah. your family. Uh, no, we had TV there. We only had, well, I can only speak for myself, but when I grew up in Cairns, we only had two channels. Yeah, right. So there was Channel 10 and ABC. Yeah. And um, the our, two extremes. Our, our friends up the road had, yeah. <laughs> our friends up the road had Channel 9 and Channel 7. So it was, right. it was like, man, how do you get, how do you get in? <laughs> How do you get some of that action? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to listen to the State of Origin on radio. Yeah, yeah. Roy and HG, that was fantastic. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. Did um, you ever try and, and watch the game and listen to Roy and HG yeah. so you'd sort of have their audio yeah. over, the, over the pictures yeah. on night? Pubs would do it. They'd yeah. turn off the, off the fucking dribble. <laughs> yeah. Now, new job. Are you on the desk? Yes, so mm-hmm. I'm doing breakfast. I'm going back to breakfast, which is, which is exciting. You've, uh, you've done. I've done it. Though. Yeah, I've done. I did the weekend today show for for a couple of years, yeah. uh, on and off, and um, that's tough. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, but it, the funny thing is, because Sylvia was doing it for about five years, yeah, and she was up at about three fifteen, and I'd get up at about you know five or six, and so now it's kind of flipped over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the shoe is is on the other foot. But yeah, no, it'll be it'll be good. It's um it's sort of back to my roots in news, and um, yeah. you know we've got four hours of. Me and Laura, and Laura's a fantastic political interviewer. Yeah. She does a great job. And so I look forward to working with her and and sort of covering just basically hard news every day. Yeah. So it's just getting to the um, political news, the local news, international yeah. news and business, which yeah. is, you know, people don't have a great deal of time to get their news in the mornings, you yeah. know, so we just sort of want to... And they've rolled out Sky too re- since... Recently, right? It's on free to air right across regional. Uh, it was. I don't think that's uh, happening. Right. I don't. I'm not aware of all of that kind yeah. of stuff. But I think we, it used to be on Win TV. But yeah. I'm a bit confused with where Win is at now because mm. it used to be with Nine mm. when well, I was at Win, and now yeah. it's at Ten. And well, it was in the news the, the other day that they're 
gonna yeah they cut down the newsrooms the, yeah all, like, that's a shame all of their newsrooms mm. I just, I just, yeah Ken Sutcliffe's like teeing off, off on Twitter yeah. about it yeah <laughs> I, yeah I mean I did win win in Rocky and win in Canberra and it yeah. was that was where I learnt all my mistakes it was yeah. it was a great yeah. time it's and you were right under pressure you had to write four stories a day yeah, yeah. And um, you would have loved Beef Week then. Beef Week, Beef Expo, yeah. and Rocky. Oh yeah, love that stuff. We were up there that last was unreal. year. Carrying yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> but even in Canberra, I had a great time in Canberra too. Yeah. You know, just just being at Ground Zero for for um, you know all the political stuff that's happening in Australia, and I look forward to, to sinking my teeth into that now too, and using the experience that I gained overseas. You know, covering everything that I covered. When you were in Canberra, you were you in the press gallery? No, I was at Win TV, so okay. we sort of did local politics. But yeah. um, light rail, light rail, light rail. You know, you know. You <laughs> Twenty to, years uh, later, it's built. Yeah, the <laughs> chief minister around, and uh, you know, it was it was it was good fun though. Yeah. Camera's a good joint. So you're heading back to breakfast television. Yeah, back to breakfast. Uh, does that mean the paparazzi have got the license to come back into your life now? Mm. I don't know that they're much interested in me anymore. Mm. Um, yeah. I hope not. Anyway, I never really got the fascination. Anyway, but um, well, you got a hard news job yeah. too now, which I guess yeah. doesn't make them well, as horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that being on the Today shows kind of gives them the green light? Maybe you know, to be like, well, because you you're sort of in so many people's lounge rooms. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's fine. That comes with the territory. They hammer Sylvia though. Yeah, they go after Sylvia a fair bit, yeah. yeah and, they, and obviously they go after Carl a fair bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he does it. To be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, yeah he's I mean, put up was, with it for a long time. It was at your wedding, wasn't it? Where yeah, like, that was a, crazy, a guy man. drove in. Yeah, he drove into pond, a dam. Didn't he? Yeah. yeah, in the next door. Yeah, so I mean, we did our best to keep that all private, but yeah. um, there was a friggin' chopper up that day, really? and I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who's like, making that much money off I don't your know. wedding photos? <laughs> uh, it was yeah. So it was the, the paparazzi had hired that, and uh, you know, we did our best to to stop the roads and. Um, to get to get into the property, yeah. so it would, be, it would be nice for us. Like now. Waker, everyone's looking. <laughs> well, it was like we're just, it was like we're actors, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. You know, I mean, Sylvie sort of look at each other and go, "We're just, we're just journos, just <laughs> fucking journos, yeah. <laughs> just journos from Queensland." We had a good time though; it was an unreal day, but it was just mm. that that was a, well, that was a bit much. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you you know you live in Sydney, you live in the eastern suburbs, you're kind of in the hot spot. I mean, even yeah. even Packer and Ginjal couldn't get away from them when yeah. they were, when they were having their little punch on. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how. I've always wondered how that happened. You know, yeah. that was just a stroke of luck for that photographer. Yeah, you know, just being Johnny yeah. on the spot there, <laughs> and then the and then the just, extreme News Corp watermark. Yeah, yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, well, it's obviously yeah. worth some coin. That yeah, was. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was funny. We always laughed about that. About how it was just so indicative of the different newspapers around the country Courier Mail in Brisbane was Packer Wacker which was, yeah, a, yeah, that was yeah, a good yeah. same photo yeah. on every single one uh, Telegraph was uh, yeah, I've Bondi got, Biffo it wasn't the NT News is I got a Packer up my clacker <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the one that I was the ideal. I yeah. had uh, Herald Sun was Packer Punch like yeah. I mean there's some there's some professionals in that department yeah, yeah. well I've heard that a lot of sort of News Corp guys from England they do their time at the NT News to learn how to write those headlines. Oh, really? Because mm. it's like, just go to this newspaper that no yeah. one in corporate cares about and yeah. just write the most outlandish shit you can. Yeah. yeah. And then use all of these skills to come back and write about people in the EPL. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, it's a national treasure. Yeah. Do you yeah. get any inspiration from their headlines, for your headlines? Yeah, well, we don't, you know, Batuta doesn't uh, have any saltwater crocs getting around, but they... 
they scrape the toast. They just stretch that out so far. Yeah. Like a crocodile in a pool yeah. is just, I reckon yeah. people are popping champagne in the newsroom when they find there's a <laughs> yeah. crocodile in a pool in downtown Darwin. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great joint, Darwin, yeah. too. It is. Yeah. Have you spent much time up there? A fair bit, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a bit of a melting pot, too. You know, you've yeah. got all kinds of different trades up there. Yeah. The intense thing about Darwin is that it's, I think it's something like 70% male and then the yeah. average age is 26, 27, yeah. which is intense. Yeah. Like for the nightlife, yes. it's mm. it's a sausage fest. And I'm, there's good a lot of- I'm good friends with Matt Wright, the, cro- the crocodile wrangler himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he's got he's the he's the mayor, the unofficial mm. mayor of, of Darwin. Yeah, before, um, he, before he – and so he's the one that does the show now. Yeah, yeah. Before the he – The Outback Wrangler. Yeah. Before he – kind of had a dabble with media my mates went on a bucks party that he hosted right out on the hovercraft yes and they said it was intense yeah i've been on one of those yeah (laughs) he's crazy man he's a good bloke too he's and very handsome yeah very handsome guy yeah well it helps it it helps on on screen because a barefoot bushman kind of (laughs) (laughs) he was knowledgeable but he wasn't uh he didn't pop on screen yeah Yeah. Just about to jump back into it, really. When's your next break from here? Don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I look forward to being busy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I haven't. Yeah, had- what was fun- sorry? What was <laughs> yeah, fun employment, employment like? like? <laughs> what, was, what was that yeah. like? Just go back. Well, for it's, a it's funny because you can like I had never been unemployed before, right? Yeah. So it was. I've always been a hard worker. I've been working since I was twelve. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've never not had a job. So all of a sudden, well, we parted ways uh, in December, and it was like, well. I might just take it easy for a bit mm-hmm. and just – everyone was telling me, just enjoy it because something's sure. going to come up soon, you know. So yeah. I have difficulty sitting still though. Yeah. So I tried getting out there and playing golf and um, and and I couldn't go travelling too much because it's sort of – you've got a X amount of dollars there yeah. that, you, that have got to get you through a, yeah, a period. Sure. Yeah. So you need to ration it out, you know. So yeah. I was just reading books and – and it wasn't long anyway before um, homebrew. <laughs> it's homebrewing beer. It wasn't long before Mark Calvert over at Sky called me up and he says, uh, I'm, "I've got a we've, there's a documentary we want, we want to run. The, mm. the guys out of the Herald Sun have, have been steering the whole Lawyer X story. Yep. You want to go and do a documentary on it?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea." So um, we put that together. That airs next month, and it was that's that's a great story. Yeah. You know, so you're no, narrating? Was, no, we we did it. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So so we um I did it uh, with Richard Andrews, a producer, and um you know with with the heavy involvement of of the two reporters, Anthony Dowsley yeah. and Pat Carline, and you know we spoke to victims and spoke to police and spoke to lawyers and and a lot of people who were involved in that story. And if you're not aware of Nicola Gobbo, she was yeah. she's the big time lawyer in Melbourne yeah. who was who was representing the crooks and tipping off the cops at the same time. It's a, it's a cracker. Do you reckon that there's a possibility these guys are going to get out? Yeah, there's a very good chance. Jesus. Tony Mockbell, for one. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, uh, he can go back to Greece. You know? <laughs> he could do. He could do whatever he wants. But, yeah, he but needs I mean, a better wig. <laughs> but you, because if he's, gone, if he's gone to jail on corrupted evidence, yeah. you can't yeah. keep him there. And there's no. a lot. There's a lot. Like, for how many? 20? Yeah, well, well no, she says, she says that, that her information- uh, that she provided to the police helps in the convictions of about 380 people. Fuck. And uh, that's varying. That's the entire gangland de- that's, wars. That's varying degrees of, yeah. of help yeah. there. But you're talking about. I spoke to Zara Gard Wilson, who was, who was one of the well known um, gangland lawyers, and she said, re- realistically, you're probably looking at about 20 people yeah. who've got a good, a good chance of, of getting out of prison. 
But, you know, the Victorian legal system, they're probably not going to want to make that so easy. So we're talking about years of litigation this could take. So, um, But there is a very good chance that, you know, people like Tony Mockbell could walk. And he was sentenced to thirty years in prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, that, and you know, it feels like it was a knee jerk to how embarrassing this is for metropolitan Melbourne that people keep getting shot at Auskick. Yeah, and so they've just said, let's <laughs> yeah. lock them up, let's lock them all up. Well, and then you wonder what could have, what might have happened if Carl Williams was still alive as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, well, the pingers would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, has, uh, has, um, has Skyny has always done this? No, new type of thing because there's another yeah. one that's coming out um yeah it's an old blood new blood bad blood uh, new, new blood, blood yeah. yeah so david spears has done that one yeah so there's been some more resources that have been put into the news division more which money. is fantastic mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. so there's the capability to be able to do this sort of thing now yeah, yeah. so david spears has got the the story yeah. on on basically the spill yeah right um and now the abc has got david that's right Was yeah that his yeah, parting yeah. gift uh, well, he's, he, nice he'll continue. There, can't they? He'll con- he'll continue until the end of the year. But uh, yeah. but I mean, this will be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so you've got the lawyer X thing rolling out next month, and who knows? There might be other opportunities as well, which would be More. great. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, getting back to your question before, I, you know, I look forward to doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah you've had enough time off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, are you asleep enough? Like after no. doing breakfast, you just it, that's the worst thing when you do early mornings. It take it will take a year to get back yeah, to like being while. able to lie in. I liked I liked to get up early and, mm. and go to the gym and get that out of the way. Yeah, because otherwise it's hanging over your head. Yeah, yeah. And so get that out of the way, and then you start your day and you're feeling fantastic. Yeah. Uh, even though you've got nothing to do. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're you getting up at two in the morning now. Ah, feels great. I might just uh, 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 watch Cool yeah. Runnings again. It's funny, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> half past six. Fuck all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sylvia would come over and ask me what I did in the day, and I'd be like, well, it's hard to say. I, um, I moved from the couch to the kitchen, back to the couch again. That was fun. But that I'm was the fit. highlight. I'm fit. Yeah, I feel. I went to the gym early, so I've got that out of the way. So I don't have to feel guilty lying on the couch and eating Doritos and watching sport. There's a, there's a question here our producer has thrown in, which you can or cannot answer if you don't want to. That Uber driver, how many stars did you rate him? One. 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 <laughs> Only because he can't give a zero. Yeah. Did you know that? No. You can't give a you zero. You can't give a zero. <laughs> yeah. You can remove yeah, the tip option too if you're a real... If you're, oh, really I, I if, you're never not, if you're really unhappy. No, no, there's a tip really? programmed in that you don't know about, and you can remove that if you're a sicker. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, yeah, sounds I'm a like, sicker. Sounds like Peter would have done it. Do, <laughs> do, do they know if you don't tip? I'd say so, yeah. 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 Um, but, I mean, but, probably no, not no, during. Maybe that's why my rating's going down. Are you a door slammer? They hate that. When you uh, get especially out. Especially when he, he, when he, he get- slams a door. Like, <laughs> even, After a few jars. Even, <laughs> even in my foul, he hops out and it's like a gunshot that goes off in the passenger seat. I'm just busy. I'm excited. I'm on the move. You know what's worse, though, is when you get the, the belt buckle caught in between the car and yeah. the door. Yeah. You slam it and that's a that's a minus point there. It yeah. scrapes the pain if you do it the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, so no, no, no. Zero star. One star, but should have been a zero. Yeah, it should have been a zero. Yeah. I mean, come on. (laughs) What a dog. (laughs) You know, well, you know, he he did what he had to do. And uh, for whatever reason, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Whatever he did, he did. You just got to have a holiday and now you're back at a breakfast show. Yeah, that's all right. Well, thank you for joining us uh, this week. Is that it? Is that any more? 
Oh man, I could do this for hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we should have had a few jars. <laughs> oh, we, thought you, yeah. we thought you were already in the job, but uh, no, nah, not yet. Got that. another week off. I'll have to try but two to bitter another time. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We'll 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 tee that up actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us, Peter. All the best in the new role. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, and it's good to be here. Good luck for you guys too. Thanks, Thanks for coming out. No worries. <laughs>